the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. It was a pretty strange dinner party, wasn't it? I mean, here it was, Passover season, when they remembered God's mighty acts at the Red Sea and liberating his people from slavery. Passover, when all hoped, as Jews hope every year, that this would be the Passover when Elijah would usher in the Messiah, bringing the liberation of Jerusalem and the Jewish people from all that oppressed them. Just like it is this year, it was Passover season, and they gathered to eat dinner with Jesus, the Messiah. He had arrived in Jerusalem to set up God's kingdom just four days earlier. Tomorrow would begin the first day of Passover, and no doubt it would be the day when his identity was unveiled. And with God's angel army, he would set his people free. What a night for feasting and rejoicing. But surely the disciples sitting at that table must have recognized that something was a little off with Jesus. Something was bothering him. He had been saying strange things for days that seemed to be at odds with what they believed he was going to do. Just last Saturday night, having dinner in Bethany with Lazarus, who he had raised from the dead just a few days earlier, Mary, one of Lazarus's sisters, had anointed him with fragrant ointment as kings and priests were anointed. But then he said she was anointing him for his burial. For some time, he had been making these puzzling remarks that his work was to go to Jerusalem, not to be crowned as a conquering king, but to be rejected, condemned, tortured, and put to death. But like you and me, those who followed him were doing their best to ignore those ominous remarks. For surely their best and greatest hopes were now about to be fulfilled. Surely this strange dinner would soon turn into a celebration. But John, the gospel writer, looking back decades later, tells us that Jesus knew that his hour had come to depart from this world and to go to the Father. Having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. Having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. You see, for Jesus, this was a farewell meal. He knew that one of his closest followers had betrayed him. He knew that no matter how much he tried to prepare all of them for what lay ahead, their messianic hopes for him could not be changed until it happened. All he can do this night was to try again to impress on them what his work was and how they were to go on with this work after he was gone. Now, can we imagine just for a moment 
You're giving a dinner party and you're dressed, your guests are all dressed up. There's food on the table and lots of wine because everyone drinks at least four glasses of wine during a Passover meal. Everyone's excited, so excited, they don't notice just how subdued you are. They don't realize that you are going to say goodbye because you know that you will die tomorrow. And right there amongst them, there's another who is subdued because as you and he know, he is planning to lead your killers to you. But you go ahead because this is your last chance to share with these people who you love so dearly, the most important message you have. And it needs to be strong enough that they can hold on to it and remember it after you're gone. Having loved his own, he loved them to the end. So he knelt down on the floor and washed the muck of the Jerusalem streets from their feet. Even Peter with his protests, and even Judas, his betrayer's feet. Then he explains that what he has done and that they are to do the same for others. Do you know what I have done to you? You call me teacher and Lord, and you're right, for that's what I am. So if I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet, for I have set you an example that you should do also as I have done to you. What an amazing show of love. But there's another part of love that's omitted from tonight's reading. Jesus then told them that one among them would betray him. Now imagine that shock. And everyone starts looking around the table to figure out who it might be. Finally, the disciple closest to Jesus asks him who it was, who would betray him. And Jesus says it was the one that he would give a piece of bread to. And then Jesus gave that peace to Judas. Even that simple act showed love. Because in that culture, the way to express love and favor to one of your guests was to give them a piece of food from your own plate. Jesus loved his own, even Judas, to the end. And Judas went out, and John says, it was night. But having loved his own, Jesus loved them to the end, and the meal went on. No doubt, Jesus' subdued, even grieving manner made it a quieter and still more awkward time. And finally, Jesus goes to the garden with his friends, where he prayed, and they became drowsy, confused, and maybe even a little woozy, since probably some had more wine than was good for them. Now... This Jesus is, as Paul wrote, the image of the invisible God. All the fullness of God dwelt in him. My father and I are one, Jesus had said. My friends, this is God from God. Light from light, true God from true God. One in being with the father, 
facing death. God loving his own to the end. How can we explain it? We can't. But what I believe and hold to is that here is where we see God face to face. John doesn't even bother to describe the sharing of the bread and wine and Jesus' words at this point because for John's readers, this was an old story already written by Matthew, Mark, Luke, and Paul. But as C.S. Lewis wrote, Jesus at that moment, his body still unbroken and his blood unshed, he handed them the bread and wine saying they were his body and blood. Because having loved his own, he loved them to the end. Humans have tried to describe God in many, many ways throughout history, and even, or especially, in the Bible. Judge, warrior, rock, bear, eagle, angry father, grieving father, nursing mother, welcome guest, and more, and more. But on that night, and once again here, Tonight, God is unveiled fully, and we see God just as God is, love, eternal love. God made flesh, washing our feet with the hands of one another here tonight, feeding us with his life, giving us the ongoing sign that overall, God is love. Having loved his own, he loved them to the end. Tonight, each of us can be the loving Christ washing the feet of others. Each of us can be disciples whose feet are washed by Christ as he is embodied in the hands of one of our fellow Christians. Because when we respond to his call to follow him, we become the means by which Jesus continues to love his world and all its people, even to the end. For God is love, and loving his own, he continues to love us and all people, and to love all people in and through us, who are his living body, in blood. So come and be washed and wash others. Then come bring the gifts of bread and wine that are yourselves. Be transformed once again into the body of the living Christ in the world. Come be the means by which here and now in our own day Jesus loves his own even to the end, and into the life that will never, ever end. <laughs>